If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you on a... Redemption Thursday, yes. Woo! Picks are right here, right here. We'll get to them momentarily. By the way, you can find us on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Warchant TV. Helps others find the program. Great content every day for uh, your fellow Knowles and, and really things outside of Florida State as well. I'm looking at. Florida State's basketball roster. It is that time of year. Can you believe it? It's upon us. We've got an exhibition game tomorrow that I will be attending. Looking forward to that greatly, I should note. Uh, And we are scheduled today to have Leonard Hamilton on the program. So looking forward to talking to Coach. It's always uh, one of my favorite talking points and and discussions uh, is the start of basketball season and an opportunity to talk to Coach Hamilton. And he gives us that sort of preview to start the year where it's almost like uh, the floor is yours, sir. Tell us about your team. And I love doing that. Well, there's a lot to tell this year because, you know, in the past three or four seasons, you look at the holdovers and, and you know, each year there was one guy that either transferred or went to the NBA draft and, and we were like, man, if he had just stayed behind. Mm-hmm. But you felt good about, what do you think, two to four pieces in the rotation as your starters? This year, man, there's a lot of basketball uh, to, to go around. You know, the, the, the touches, the shots, yeah. the rebounds, all the opportunities to rack up stats. Yeah, there are some guys that we really like. Anthony Polite had an excellent finish to last year. Uh, Raekwon Evans is obviously looking to bounce back. He had a really good finish two seasons ago, if he could be a big piece of this rotation. But, man, Malik Osborne gets a bigger role, and a lot of guys get a lot of chances this year. Whereas in previous seasons, you know, maybe three or four dudes were playing already 20, 25 minutes a night. There are minutes to be had. Yeah, it's going to be my first question to him, actually, is along that line, uh, Tom, is just the opportunity to ask him, is this the most, uh, you know, I don't want to say uncertain, but certainly um, interesting and and still to be determined uh, amount of kids in the rotation that we've had in a long time, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's basically what I'm going to ask him. Uh, There's not a lack of talent, though, and that's exciting. And, you know, listen, I I get that this is, um, we're we're in football season with a big game on Saturday. But I need basketball. I need basketball to come uh, because uh, I, I, you know, to come into my life because I know we're making progress on the football field, but they're three and five, and uh, it's it's I, I've enjoyed elements of covering this football team this year because I've seen growth and and there are kids that are really likable and their effort uh, 
is to be lauded, and all of those things are true. This team feels very different than some we've had in the past uh, in, in a real good way. Uh, but also, they're still not there. They're still not good. It's still not uh, a team that goes out and garners a lot of wins. So basketball does, though. Basketball wins a lot. I'm being a front runner. <laughs> they win a lot of games around here these days. And there was – I've been doing this for over 20 years. There was, uh, you know, what am I, uh, 23 years now in the air, something like that, somewhere around there? That's crazy. And for a, for the bulk of that time, um, we, we didn't have this conversation. We weren't able to, to really have this conversation all that often. And um, now it's like we take it for granted. Now we just take for granted every year that Florida State basketball is going to be good, really good. It's always just a matter of how good, you know. And lately, obviously, it's been three straight Sweet 16s. It's, you can laud them for a million things. Uh, NBA picks and you name it. Oh, I think we got Coach now. Coach Hamilton joins us on the Jeff Cameron Show, as he has for a very long time before the season gets underway. Coach, it's always a pleasure, sir. How are you? Well, Jeff, I'm just disappointed we're not on the show more often. <laughs> I <don't make> love. <laughs> uh, how you I been? Feel, I, feel, I feel neglected. Well... You can come on anytime you like, Coach. You're a busy man, though. You're one of the hardest-working men in the world. So I know your time is valuable. I don't want to constantly be texting you and calling the office and saying, hey, Coach, come on, let's go, let's go. You're going to get tired of me. I'll be a nag. Well, Jeff, what happens is our fans have been so good. They've helped us. We've only lost four games at home Mm -hmm. in in, in five years. A lot's because of our fans. So I have to do whatever I have to do, you know, let them know how much we appreciate them so you're not gonna ever be a problem for me because we can talk if we can talk hoops i'm good we'll talk hoops and you've got an interesting team a fun team and i i was trying to describe this tom and i were talking before you came on coach about one of the questions i wanted to ask you and i was trying to phrase it in such a way that it didn't sound like i thought that there was turmoil or anything but to me there are so many questions and opportunities for kids in this year's rotation, like the, the, the amount of different combinations that you could have and the uncertainty surrounding who that's going to be uh, is, is intriguing to me. So I do this every year with you, Coach. I kind of give you the floor. Tell us about some of the new guys. Tell us about your team. Well, obviously, we feel very confident. We feel very good about the guys we have returned um, because uh, I'm, I'm – we got great leadership with Evans and mm-hmm. Wyatt Wilkes and, and Malik Osborne and Anthony Anthony Polite and Harrison and, and, and Justin. Those guys have been around, uh, and they, so they, they, they know the ropes, and they're giving us tremendous leadership. But anytime you have new guys coming in, there's a learning curve. There's an adjustment curve, adjusting to a new system, different players, different philosophies, and different points of emphasis. So, you know, we're we going through some growing pain, but we do that every year. I, we like this team. They have great attitude. We have great chemistry. we got great culture. I think going, so that's just a matter of time. How long is it going to take us to, to get it together? Coach, uh, I, I've, I've noticed over the years in covering you, uh, you have great patience. Uh, you, you have the ability when, when people are getting fidgety and nervous that a guy's not working out in one place or the other, or you were worried this guy needs to play less or more. Obviously these are decisions you have to make, but you're always very, very patient, uh, with these young men. And you've always come on and said, 
hey, you know what? He's learning. There's a learning curve with this guy. Hey, it's going to take a little time. Hey, we can't expect him to be great just yet, or he's got to learn the defense, or whatever it is. Um, when, when you have an influx of a unique talent like you have this year, Coach, uh, how do you view it? Do you view it with that same sort of patience, or are there guys that you expect to step in immediately and, and begin to contribute and kind of understand their role right off the bat? It doesn't change that much. I think we always have a learning curve. You always, you know, have even with Scotty Barnes, even though he's a he obviously was a, a, a great player. Um, that was a learning curve with him. He played power forward in high school. Now he's just into the ball being in his hands, and, and he still is. It was he was learning and growing through the whole season. Uh, a kid like Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick was a unique individual with his pause and, and, and his patience, not only with himself, but he was a humble guy who only wanted to learn. And that allowed him, you know, to get better and without the pressures that some people allow to be put on themselves, sometimes with the social media, sometimes with, with, with personal uh, uh, pressures. But he was a cool, calm, collected. Uh, same thing with Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan, all he wanted to do was win. He was a team guy, and he was more concerned uh, about this winner. Then you have a guy like Terrence Mann and Trent Forrest, guys who were four-year guys who wanted to get the education, who were unselfish spirits coming in the door, and, and high basketball IQ guys. And those guys contribute to us in a lot of ways. I think everybody's different. Every has Everyone has a different learning style. They have different uh, – and you have, as a coach, you have to be patient with everyone to allow them to develop at, at their own pace. Coach, you rattled off the names there of a lot of guys playing in the National Basketball Association right now. How much of a chance do you get to watch your former players play in the NBA and abroad? Not very much. I mean, I've had uh, a little time here lately, you know, because they have replays and and stuff like that, and you can go see, and you have so many different uh, towns now Mm -hmm. to watch guys. So I've seen bits and pieces here and there. But to sit down and watch a whole game, never, never have opportunity to do that. Are you, su- okay. coach? Are you surprised uh, by Scotty Barnes' early success in Toronto? No, I think he's, I think he's going to get better. I think his, I think his best basketball is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I mean, he has all those unique qualities that they call the it factor. You know, he's unselfish. He's high energy. Uh, he has a high basketball IQ. He loves playing hard. He loves the defense. He loves the. He loves defense. He has infectious uh, personality, and, and he's extremely confident. Now all he has to do is continue to keep getting better. And he's only 20 years old, and he's really transferring from a power forward in high school to a perimeter player at the next level. So he, the cake's still in the oven. It's baking. <laughs> it's, hey, it's, ri- it's rising. You know, right? <laughs> it's, it's right, right now. I think it's got a good flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to watch. I mean, I've been covering you since you got here, Coach, and we were we talk about how amazing it is. Sometimes we have to pinch ourselves to talk about how, look, we just expect now, Coach, that's what you've done. This is a compliment. Uh, we just now know that Florida State is a team of consequence every year. We know they're a team that's going to be in the top five of the ACC, if not in first. We know that's a team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. There was a time where we couldn't assume that. Now we just assume that that's base-level stuff, Coach. 
We just we just know that's where you guys are, and then we want to know how far we're going to go. So let's circle back to this team that you have this year. These guys talk about some. We, you mentioned the the veterans and that core group of veterans that everybody's enjoyed watching play. We know we'll hold this thing down, but talk about some of the newer players. You can go whatever order you want. Doesn't matter to me. Caleb Mills, any any of those guys. Tell us a little bit about some of the new guys that the fans will see in the exhibition when they go tomorrow. Well, I, I think you know Caleb Mills was here last year, right? But he he didn't get a chance to uh, to participate because of the COVID and the restrictions that we had going on. So you, 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 he's a guy that that that's been around. He's had a certain level of success uh, last year, and you know you 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 expect him to be a little farther along because he's played one year college basketball. We have a very uh, unique type of guy and. And, and, John, and John Butler, a seven-one perimeter player, mm. and so so he's he he he's a tall, slender youngster. Obviously, the games and weight and growing mature. When you see him, you know you, you, you he, he's a extremely uh, bold type guy, but he's a very skilled, and and to be very interesting to watch him grow uh, from from where he is now. The guy who's probably gotten the most publicity is Matthew Cleveland. Uh, he's a He's a hard-nosed, tough, competitive youngster, high basketball IQ. Uh, he's a guy who learns quickly, and he's extremely competitive. Um, you know, he's he, he is he's a guy who I'm expecting great things from, and I expect him to be ready to contribute. Uh, you know, as soon as the season starts. Oh, transfer, um, uh, Cameron, Cameron Cameron Fletcher, mm-hmm. who transferred from Kentucky. Uh, you know, really. Uh, didn't have a great experience in Kentucky, but I think that you know he's found a a home here with us, and I, I expect him to come in and and find his way to make some contribution. Um, um, Naheem McLeod, the youngster that we signed earlier, that went over to um, to Polo Junior College, has a little bit more experience, but he's adjusting to uh, fitting into our system. I think that that he has some. Um, some challenges. He's moving a little slow right now, but but I do think that before the season over, he has that potential where he can make a difference in, in the success of our team. Uh, and I, those are several guys who I think. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Uh, no, I think you, uh, you you've hit most of them. I think you, we we've gone oh, through. Yes, everybody except Jalen Warner. Yeah. Uh, now he's a youngster from Philadelphia. He's been a very pleasant surprise. I mean, uh, he is adjusting. He is. I mean, he's given us tremendous effort. Uh, he's a sixty-six six. Uh, he's a he, he, right now we play him at the, uh, the point, but you know, in our system, um, you know, everybody's versatile. Everyone's mm-hmm. interchange. Everyone's interchangeable. You know, so he's one of those versatile guys that not only can he uh, p- play point guard, but he also is versatile enough to be on the floor at other point guards. And I think you'll see a lot of that uh, uh, not only this year, but. Moving forward, hey coach, are we relatively healthy to start the year? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really say a whole lot about. We've had a, a lot of, you know, uses uh, a strain here, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, turn here, uh, you know, flu uh, uh, like symptoms here, you know, tooth, uh, uh, tooth extract over here. We <laughs> have all those little things. But, you know, uh, that, that's part of it, and I think that's one of the things good about our culture. We have a deep rotation. And so when someone is, is not available, you know, someone else steps in for him. How are you feeling after getting busted up last year? Coach, how are you feeling? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I, Jeff, I am so fortunate. 
I feel good every day. <laughs> and I, I enjoy what I do. I get out of bed fired up. You know, I'm, I'm just, I, I love what I do. I love working with young people. Uh, I love the, the, where we are in terms of everything. I'm really, really pleased and happy with where we are and what we're doing. I'm excited about the upcoming season. But, but I also want to give a shout-out to our fans, man. These, now, you know what I'm, what I'm saying to you. We've won, lost four games home in five years. Yeah, it's that's amazing. Not, that's, that's not all coaches. That's not all players. It's the fan support that our people have given us in this community. And, and we want to tell them how thankful and appreciative we are for the support. And we love for them to come out. We have a, a freedom all night. It's an Aubrey board. We're trying to raise mm-hmm. money to, to help support him. Youngster who played for Florida State, who had that tragic uh, accident many, many years ago that, that we, we still try to support. But I want them to come out and, and see the new addition of our team and, and, and get a feel for who we are. But also, you know, realize how important the, the fan support has been to us. We like for those people in Thomasville and Havana and Quincy and Madison and Tallahassee and down near the coast. We want everybody to come in here. Let, let's, let's see whether or not we can even improve on the atmosphere and give these folks who come in and play us a little piece of that medicine, a little dose of that medicine that we get when we go on the road. You've made it, Coach. You've made that uh, a place to be, the place to be. I'm going to let you go in a second, but I just so you know, I mean, I, I remember, obviously, and you do too, and, and it's changed a lot in your time here. How amazing is it to be in that atmosphere at home now compared, obviously, to when you first got here? Because that's been built in your time here. It didn't exist prior. Well, but you know, that's, that's part of, of, of growing. That's part of developing a program. You know, and, and sometimes I think, uh, in, in 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 the sports world, we 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 kind of get caught up in the quick fix and you know, it's instant grits and uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's fast food, it's drive through, and that's not the way it is in sports. If you want to build something solid with a solid foundation, you got to take your time. You know, you you got to measure things out, and you're gonna make some mistakes. Nothing's perfect. You're always gonna have a setback here and there, and we've had a few of those. But I think we're on pretty solid footing now. You know, what we want to do is just keep improving, but we want our fans to know how important they are to the success of this team. Uh, we, 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 our kids respond very well. They're very proud of who they represent. Our kids are graduating. They, they represent Florida State in an outstanding way. Not only are we proud of them, and we want our fans to come out tomorrow and just kind of hang out with us and listen, enjoy one of those exhibition games. Uh, where we're probably going to play as many guys as we can, uh, where you get a chance to see who we are. And, Jeff, I think you need to be – you need to have your faith in the place. I will be there. I'm going to be there with my son who turns 14 today, Coach, and because he went to your basketball camp over the summer, he is a hoops head now. I just got done installing a professional goal at my house. He told me what he wants to do for his birthday is to go to the exhibition game. So we're going tomorrow, Coach. I'll see you over there. Okay. Hey, Jeff, the <laughs> Bring some of his friends. Yeah. Then you take it. You take it out for pizza before and after. Okay. And, 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 and let, let it be a daddy night out with the boys. And we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I, that's that's our plan exactly. And I look forward to it, Coach. Always a pleasure. Be well, sir. Don't forget about me now. Don't. Ah. Don't, <laughs> don't, it, 
don't treat me, you know, like a, <laughs> like, like, like a you know, stranger. Now, you know, I'm telling you, call me anytime. All right, Coach, you're gonna get sick. I'm gonna start texting you just randomly down, you know, driving down the road. I won't text you while I'm driving, but I get at the red light and be like, "How you doing, Coach?" <laughs> well, let me tell you this: I'm available 24 hours a day. <laughs> and listen, if I'm asleep, you can wake me up. Oh yeah. man, you're the best. Bye, Coach. Bye. That's Leonard Hamilton. Who's a peach? Man. We'll come back, react to that. That's a Jim Rome thing to say. You ever notice that back in the day when people listened to Jim Rome? It was the, we'll come back, react to that. Always real serious. Oh, yeah, Remember absolutely. Yeah. He's like, that's a great interview. So I got some thoughts on that. Well, you just told me. It's yeah. a great interview. Yeah. Yeah, I know your thoughts. No, but, but, but I heard myself say it, and I'm like, man, that's from like 18 years ago when I used to hear that show. Well, when Ham was just in his second year at yeah. Florida State, yeah. I interviewed him the day, this is how old I am. I interviewed him on the Jeff Cameron show the day he got hired. You were younger than me at that point. Yeah, and I was happy to have him on. And I remember uh, Dave Hart telling me, um, actually calling over to talk to me and saying, hey, uh, you're going to get coached today. We're, we're announcing the hire and all that. And I was like, okay, great. And that seems like, on, on the one hand, it seems like yesterday. On the other, that's many, many moons ago. And I also know that what we, what we were just talking about there, that atmosphere, I mean... You, you've been over there when it wasn't Man. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it was still my favorite place to be as a student because in the lost decade, I didn't know it could get this bad for football, but the lost decade was the worst thing. <laughs> it was that tough. It, I yeah. mean, yeah. Growing up in Noah, I was like, yeah. what is this? Why? Why? Well, what I did th- I do wrong? I was thinking about perspective last night when Buster Posey, when the news about Buster Posey yep. calling it a day. Yep. Also my era. And I, and I you know, tweeted about that. I, you know, that just what an unreal program that's been. Obviously, Still searching for that national championship. Same for basketball, searching for that national championship. But in terms of consistency, it's just it's remarkable now that basketball is in the same conversation as, hey, there's only a couple more places, a couple more rungs on the ladder. Well, one of the reasons I fell in love with the basketball program, one of the first games I went to, probably five or first five or six, was the Duke game when J.J. Redick was here. We stormed the court twice in that game. And I remember Much how— to uh, a certain coach's chagrin. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's the first time I got to hear that up and close. I was on the uh, sideline as I ran up and get away. But it was in that moment I realized that, wow, this building can sound like a lightning game when they're winning the Stanley Cup or something along those lines. It could be that loud, and it just wasn't very often. Maybe once a year it would be. And now, most every ACC game, it's packed out, and, I mean, they will us to victory in some cases. It's been it's – been, uh... Remarkable to hear analysts and, and play-by-play guys who used to come in here and it was quiet as a mouse in there and there was no atmosphere and the team was middling. It's been awesome to see their transformation. Yeah. When they talk about teams having to go play Florida State, if you watch preview shows or you know Big Monday or whatever, and they go through the slate of games, whenever they get to Florida State's game, if it's a home game, they always say, oh, this is going to be a tough, tough time for name your opponent. I mean, it's one of the things that they allude to as being a problematic element of the game not just ham's teams are always big ham's teams are always in deep but that you have to go play there i'm sure for five or six years there if you criticize coach too loudly he could have heard you during the game yeah that that's how lack of the lack of crowd that was there any i mean anything over a library voice and you could hear it across the sideline but Mm -hmm. now it's just i mean it's a hard ticket to get it's Jeff Cameron Show. It's Redemption Thursday. I'll get to those wagers momentarily. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, like and subscribe on Warchant TV, and we'll be back in a moment. Oddity. We don't usually uh, 
go with the Born in the USA on the show. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. So it was jammed? You could, You were stuck just jammed. pressing buttons? The Raspberry. Lone Star. <laughs> I could tell, both by the bumper choice and by the fact that you know, look man. on your face, like, are we got, is something going to play? Anything. You know, 5 uh, and 19 is not what we need. Uh, by the way, Abdel, that is correct. Completely off topic, but the Utes are sitting pretty atop the Pac-12 South. Indeed. Indeed they are. I keep checking. They've had some setbacks, but they've been able to rise up and win the big ones in the conference that they've needed to win. And that's a big thing for a sporting guy like myself. I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's amazing, right? We occasionally get one right. Sometimes we're very, very wrong. The weekly slates have been a rocky road the last three weeks for uh, yours truly. I don't try to hide from that. I occasionally... There's a lot of food items going around then, huh? A lot of food items for the kitties out there. I've been, uh, well, here's the deal. The Redemption Thursday wagers themselves have been middling. You know, I started the year red hot. I was incredible. I was, nobody was better than me. <laughs> but then, but then uh, it caught up to me. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. And you got to live with that. you got to be able to ride those waves. you got to be able to handle a 100-yard kickoff return minutes after taking the lead in a game that perhaps you took the money line. Got to be able to cope with those kinds of moments. Perhaps distant stairs. What was the one last year where the kid had the kick returns? Oh, West Virginia it, somebody, West right? West Virginia, yes. And it was uh, maybe against Kansas? It was a kick return that took... 14 seconds. It's ridiculous. And the whole time, I'm like, somebody tackle him. Would somebody please tackle him? Tackle. Would please somebody tackle that guy? Somebody tackle. He wasn't fast. Yeah, it might have been actually like 22 seconds. Yeah, it, it was... took forever. They missed four tackles, and then he yeah. wasn't fast. I don't know why he was returning kicks. It was like, a, you know, when NCAA went God mode, and they just yeah, they sealed everything up, and you're playing the yeah. FCS opponent, so the score is 70 to 7. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, okay, I guess you're just going to do that. I was really, yeah, that hurt. It kind of made me laugh afterwards. I've gotten to where this is when you know you're a seasoned veteran of the uh, of, of the sports gambling world. When you have seen it all. When you've won in miraculous ways that you didn't deserve to win. So like last week, if you had Clemson, you didn't deserve to win that game. I mean, on final play, really, we're going to do that? Or if you had the over and that happened? Mm, nice. You know, a little routine victory for yeah, you. Yeah, there you yeah. go. They're just going to throw that all over the lot, are we? Okay. Yeah, so we see that. And then other times, you know, you're on the right side. You were on the right side, and you get the loss, and you just got to know that's why they call it gambling. It happens. Other times, you had no business. You were dead wrong, and you get bailed out by a miracle half-court heave. You're like, well, how about that? Yeah, or Dwayne Bacon dunk at Durham. Uh, <laughs> with no time on with the clock. With .6 to go and nobody's defending. Yeah. That's a no-no. Yeah. Except for that situation. Except for that situation. That's a yes-yes. Yes-yes-yes. Yes. Um, you know, that, that happens. Here we go. Wagers. Fired up. Can you detect the card? Can you detect yay or nay? Jeff has it. Doesn't have it. Finds it interesting. Which of these? Our friends at Metro Deli sponsor this segment. Good friends indeed and delicious food at oh, the Metro yeah. Deli. And yeah. Rob and his brother or Jason mm. are celebrating the Braves' victory. They are diehard Braves fans forever and a day. Yeah. You could celebrate too with a cheeseburger wrap <laughs> from Metro Deli. <laughs> you sure could. Ohio State minus 14.5 against Nebraska. I think Nebraska's about to call it a day. Did you see my man Adrian Martinez last week? 
No. Four interceptions, sir. Man. Four. Four. I feel like you have alerts on your phone for anything Adrian Martinez does. He you sucks. are encyclopedic. He sucks in a way that is incalculable. <laughs> it's uh, uh, I can't believe they continue to trot him out there. My man, your job is on the line. Why do you continue to roll that bum out there time and again? A custodian that works in the athletic department could dress on Saturday, having never played college football or high school football, and do a better job throwing the football. I feel like if I ever get asked on the street, did you see what Adrian Martinez did? You like, just going to text me? I'm, no, I'm going to call you. I'm just going to put the phone up and be like, this guy did. No. This guy did. Well, I didn't, talk have, to him. I didn't have Nebraska last week. I bet against them, so it was fine. But four picks to aid Purdue's comeback victory. Four. I, th- every time I look up, that dude's doing something to lose for Nebraska. Like himself, personally. Lose the game for Nebraska. It's unbelievable. Do you have a burner account on social media that tweets at Adrian Martinez? I should. What are you doing? Can you imagine how many times a Nebraska fan has uttered that very phrase? What are you doing? That fan is from uh, South Carolina. Grew up in South Carolina, no doubt. It's a toughie. What are you doing? What are you doing, son? Missouri and Georgia. We're going to go under 60.5 here. We're going to go under 60.5, and and here's why. That total is that high for two reasons. Uh, Missouri's defense is arguably one of the worst in the country, and Missouri does typically score. So they're looking at this as a score of bonanza. Nay, nay. Uh, you're not scoring on Georgia. They're not having that nonsense. So Missouri's part of the equation to get to 60.5 is going to be more like 7 to 10 points as opposed right. to their customary 21 or above. 49 to 10. There it is. And then there you there go. It easy is. street. Easy breezy. And Georgia's just going to want to shorten the game. They're going to run the football and beat them up. And win this game. It'll be boring to win this game like 38 to 7 and call it a day. That's it. So there you go. That's the reasoning behind the under 60.5 there. Give me Tulsa plus 22.5 against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has done a poor job in three of their last four games in covering. Uh, I don't know if they're feeling the intense pressure of needing to run up the score on people, and thus it's taking away from just playing the game. But there is a real need. Clearly the committee made it known this week. You're going to have to do more, kids. You're going to have to do more. Uh, Tulsa's game enough to be around in this thing. I'll I'll take the 22.5 and – Hope they lose by 21 or something like that. Uh, Baylor minus 7 against TCU. Baylor runs the ball better than most. TCU is 111th in the country in stopping the run, and they just fired their coach. Give me Baylor to stomp okay. that ass. All right. There so you go. Somebody's <laughs> asking. You don't think they're going to rally the troops for Patterson, who's now gone, you mm-hmm. know, in memory of kind of a thing? No. Okay. No. I think they're going to get run over. They better not rally the troops. The man's been fired. There's no reason to rally now. The time to rally the troops was before... <laughs> You know, you lost the man his job. He lost it himself, though. He's an old curmudgeon these days. That guy went from being uh, an amazing program builder, something to be inspired by and all of that you could win at TCU. Uh, They built a a shiny new stadium because of him, to a curmudgeon angry at the world like that. His post-game interviews, his comments are are routinely ridiculous. Also gets much harder to fit into a golf cart with him. (laughs) That part is true. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, Wyoming is getting three against Colorado State. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> I do like looking at the screen when you guys hit the siren because it's just those are so good. Those are all good. We even do GIFs now on there. 
That's true. On the War Chant TV feed. Yeah, there you go. There's one right there. Uh, yeah, give me Wyoming there. I don't think Colorado's there. There's my personal gift. There it is, yeah. I don't... Um, You're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, by the way, um, why Colorado State's favorite against anybody. So I kind of... That's almost like, well, I just can't do it. I, what are we doing? I'll take Wyoming plus three because Colorado State shouldn't be favored ever. Right. And, and Adazio, by the way, has we, lost his damn mind. We just need to sign Adazio here at, to the War Chant... You know, empire. We right. create a show called you know football and food. Well, me and, he, and Adazio and he, have oddly a very good relationship. He kind of love hates me. He can't figure out if he loves me or not. But there's something about me that he really likes, and then there's something about me that he really hates. But he can't he can't help himself. Well, he, if he's out of the game, he'll like you a lot more because oh, yeah. he, he can speak freely as well. So you guys could get pastries and foods and all Drink kinds of stuff together. and do watch alongs for big games. Oh, buddy, that would Who be awesome. Who wouldn't tune into that? Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that with him. Yeah, yeah, and I could ask him very pointed questions. He's used to it. <laughs> like, geez, really? You're gonna ask my about my love life while we're watching the game here? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and he'll yeah, answer. He'll answer it. Yeah, he'll answer. You guys could do wine races. You could mm. chug some wine at halftime. I could do that. I, I'm not much of a wine chugger, but I could. I'll drink some wine with you. Come on, let's get the franzia. Uh, <laughs> give me uh, NC State over Florida State. Damn it, man. Damn it, man. I'm I'm really uh, bothered this week. Oh, that's one of the few times they've been on the card, so you feel that one. Yeah, it's tough, man. I um, I'm having a hard time getting there with Florida State this week. They've had some kids with the flu or some sort of bug that's going through the team, um, and you know I don't know how many guys have missed, but I, I couldn't tell you if I were allowed to tell you anyhow. But I mean, they've had some guys miss. I know that, and um, I just I also worry about their mental state going into this game now. I don't question whether or not they'll play hard. I know they're going to play hard. But I don't know if they're all as locked in and, and ready to go and or healthy enough to, to get this dub. Yeah, it's the physical health thing. Because NC State's not going to bail you out. That's the hard part. Right. You know, they'll run it 10 straight times if, if not that's what uh, the game calls for. They'll do it. They don't care. Yeah, they're physical. So, I agree. I, I'm concerned about this one. I'm going to take Alabama minus 17 in the first half against LSU. The reason being is that number is 28 and a half or, or thereabouts. And I think Alabama gets bored in a hurry. Uh, they do against most teams. Uh, but they always seem to shoot out to a big lead early in the games because they're buttoned up, man. Nick does such a good job. Um, they do. They come out ready to play. Even in the Florida game that got close, they were stomping Florida to start that game. I think it was something like 21-3 to to start that game before Florida made the comeback. So Alabama just gets out to quick starts when they're not playing Texas A&M, apparently. So... Give me the, I think it's 17. I got it at 17. I think it's down to maybe up to 17 and a half, I should say. But give me the first half there for Alabama. That was an ATM all of last year. Correct, it was. Alabama yeah. in the first half, and Alabama in the first quarter. Yeah. Three or four years ago as well. Oh, it was like 10 and 2 for the year. They're a machine. You just kind of bet it and forget it. You just move on. I hope to take Alabama in the first half. Got to do it every week. It was like my bet against Kansas until they finally rose up. Uh, so minus 17 against LSU in the first half. I also think that. As evidenced a year ago with the 55-17 to 17 ass kicking over LSU, Nick holds grudges, and he did not take kindly to them coming in there and winning and then celebrating in a manner that he thought was disrespectful. Uh, you know, the, the tape leaked out of Ed O saying, Roll Tide, blank you. Remember that? And then oh, yeah. There was also, about that. Yeah, there was also the stuff where the players ran out to the midfield and then ran over to the uh, recruiting area and told the recruits there for Alabama, this, this this dynasty's over. You want to come to LSU? They were yelling at him. And Nick, Edo is down. 
I mean, you think he runs it up? I do. I think he'll beat his ass this weekend if he gets the chance. Come shake my hand at the 50. <laughs> I dare you. You coward. Uh, you coward. Alabama first half, minus 17. Give me Oregon over Washington, minus 7. Washington did get a surprise win a couple weeks back, I think it was. Or was it this past weekend against Stanford? Whatever it was, Coach Lake has been a disaster there. Uh, he's my other guy that I kick while I can because it pisses me off that Washington's that terrible. Uh, I can't do it, man, that guy. You bum. I think that's two weeks in a row he's for that a, take. He's a yeah. bum. Give me Oregon minus seven. And then in the NFL, I'm going to take the Bengals minus two and a half over the Browns. I think that's a bounce-back game, and the Browns are a little bit turmoil right now. Well, there's noise in the system. What are you doing if you're Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad? What's the point of that? Why would you do that? Right. It's stupid. They told him to stay away from the facility. Well, he's done. He's done. They're going to waive him. But here's the thing. Once he clears waivers, somebody will get him on the cheap because you're not going to pay him $8 million, which is what he's owed if you pick him up while he's on waivers. Right. It's $8 million. That guy hadn't been good in five years. But then you got Baker going before the press yesterday, and he's saying to the press that it's time to not have outward distractions. Let's oh, settle yeah. this he's behind closed doors. Yeah, he basically told the guy to go to hell. It's over. Right. But, I mean, we'll see how much his star has fallen within the locker room as well by the end of the season because people are rightfully pointing out that he's average. He's an average player. He can get on hot streaks. That's the best that you can hope for is a good streak out of Baker. But he's not... You know, the guy that you rally around as a franchise. And they're 500 right now. So, interesting times in Cleveland. Take the Giants plus three versus the Raiders. You talk about upheaval. Upheaval? Upheaval. We got some upheaval yet again in Las Vegas for tragic reasons. So, yeah, no bueno there. Uh, by the way, Briley, I'm glad somebody corrected you. It is GIF. It is not GIF. But it's okay that you want to make it GIF. But the inventor of the GIF calls it GIF. Yeah, you put your uh, you put your skills together, create something that people use. You get to name it. Plus, like you know, my favorite animal in the zoo is not a giraffe; it's a giraffe. It's okay, man. It's all right. Go to the gymnasium. It's also much more enjoyable to say GIF than GIF. GIF sounds silly, like the people that think it's pronounced GIF. It's Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Happy birthday to my son, Bryce. He was not amused this morning when I walked in and woke him up singing happy birthday at 6.15. <laughs> and I'm such an ass to do that, but I did. Did you belt it out? Oh, yeah, we were. It was a hearty happy birthday. Yeah, we got Otherwise, it. it'd be creepy, you know, if it was no, a quiet no. happy oh, birthday. That would be very yeah, weird. Right? Yes, no, no, no. We walked in, me and his mother. Uh, I, I get up first before anybody else in the house. Usually, uh, she gets frustrated because she can hear me, and she'll be like, what time is it? And I'll say it's 5.30, it's 5.45, 6.15, whatever it is, right? And she'll say, damn it, because she doesn't have to get up for another 45 minutes. But oh well, what are you going to do? I can't lay there and stare at the ceiling all day. Got to get the coffee going, got to get the kids' lunches made, got to get the dogs fed and let out and all that stuff. Got to uh, say hello to the world, man. Do you ever make extra noise in the kitchen just to wake people up? Like, no, because they're, the bedrooms are all way I back know. on the other side of the house. It'd have to be a lot. It'd have to be a lot of noise. No, I just, if I want them up, I just turn on all the lights. Flip, 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 flip. Here we go. Lights are on. Hallway. Peering into your room. Oh, I can hear that. <laughs> lights are on. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Can't With, wait to move out of here. He, he made, he made the mistake of revealing how agitated he gets by me waking him up early on. And so now it's I make it a goal every day, pretty much, to do that. So you can bet that it will be mixed emotions when he eventually moves out, 
but one will not be uh, feeling saddened by the lack of uh, morning urgency to wake. He'll miss that. He won't admit it. Not even to himself, but he'll miss that. <laughs> I go in every morning. I've got a cup of coffee, and I pull open his blinds, and I turn on the light. And I you go, do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Hey, you, if you haven't, you guys out there know what I'm talking about. If your kids need to be up, dressed, brush their teeth, eat their breakfast, and out the door by a certain time, there is nothing more difficult than to get your kids to understand the urgency with which we're working here, and short of... You know, something as extreme as that, like turning on the lights and open. They won't get up. They See, won't get up. <laughs> I would love it if you maybe maybe this is what I should do. Just the gift to the Cameron family house. Get you a giant gong that you can walk in <laughs> and mash the gong. <laughs> it has begun. The sun is up. Oh yeah, man. I I attack it like this is the this is the best thing in the world. I mean, it's just you. You know, here we go. How about this? Another day. Let's go. We get to talk sports. We get, to, you know, we get to be around each. They're like, yeah, great, great. I'm like, no, it's gonna be awesome. Hey, so as an aside, uh, seriously, I feel like we haven't paid as close attention to this game this week. I'm guilty of that, and I think that it's been me and you both in denial. I th- we don't want to break down this game because I know you're having to do it for third and Lang. I'm having to do it for the show purpose. Uh, also, I picked NC State in my real life and here on the show today, so I really wanted to be thorough and. I just don't feel like this is a good matchup for us. I don't think NC State's a world beater, um, but I think he it is a matchup problem for us. And you're right, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They don't turn the ball over a lot, and they, they're they kind of unconcerned with what you do. They're going to do their thing and be fundamentally right. sound. And I, they're very physical, and they're veteran-laden. I don't like the matchup. Well, yeah. I didn't like the matchup before the year began. Amika Amezi's been there since 2017. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally catching yeah. passes yeah. over 100 yards in 2017. Well, and they got a physical running back who can play. Bam they, Knight. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, they got two running backs. I feel like Bam Knight's been there forever, too. He's only technically a sophomore, it too. He feels longer than that. I, I mean, think, well, everybody. He's been draft eligible yeah, since, yeah. you know, since I was in college, probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that's who they are. Um, I was ready to talk about them yesterday. Blame Shubba Purdy, man. You know, he changed the whole thing about yesterday's news cycle. Thanks a lot. But against Clemson, they had the ball for over 30 minutes out of the first 45. Yeah, They're yeah. starting the fourth quarter. Clemson never had the ball. They I, could have run away with that game. They kept making mistakes in the red zone, which is weird. They also, what was what was impressive about how they attacked Clemson was they were committed to the run throughout. They knew that the body blows were going to pay off later, and to a degree they did. It's hard to rely on that against Clemson. It is. They also ran outside the tackles more. I'm like, God, dog it, that's another example. What well, are we doing well, you trying wish, to run between the well, tackles? Well, but we're not good enough. We couldn't... It wouldn't matter. They overcommit to the middle. Well, anyway, on offense, what they did against Clemson while passing the ball was really impressive to me. They've got a lot of patience in the passing game, and it's not just um, Devin Listen, Leary. Devin Leary is good. He is. He's, he's just straight up good. 21-2 touchdown interception yeah, ratio. He completes player. nearly 70% of his passes, but they were content to find soft spots and zones and take three and four yards at a time. And so, they will do that again. Well, we don't play zones. That's so, right. but Because we're not good at it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, though, that no matter what you do, now against Louisville, they, they had more man concepts. They didn't score a bunch of points till late. That's where I have hope, is that even though that game was at home. Well, they've also had some duds this year. The Mississippi State right. game is a travesty. So is the Miami game. Yeah, yeah if you look at their ro- home road splits, they're bad. Their, their performance last week at home against Louisville wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. But they do. Leary knows how to run the hell out of the RPO. They do a good job of Devin scheming Carter's up. a big receiver. You already mentioned Amizi. Well, Carter's the guy who dropped the balls against Miami. If I he know caught one of did. the two, they win. Well, he, yes, that's a tragedy. He has uh, like a 19% drop rate. Yeah. I went and looked it up. 
I believe that after watching the Miami well, game. Well, he, yeah. he cost me dearly, so it was in my interest to go look at that. And I mean, golly, if, catch the ball. Some, but he is a big bitch. If you play man, they do a good job of, of freeing up Thayer Thomas with rubs. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Kenny Dillingham was talking about on Monday, that it shows up on film that you could, if you get him in man, then you could get some rub routes to free somebody up, and that's where Toafili's play uh, came in. But they just, they've just they got an answer for just about everything, and if you can't stop something, they'll just keep doing it. They're not a team that tries to outthink well, the room. One of the things that drives you nuts about watching something like that is that you feel so helpless. It's emasculating. I mean, if you're going to do the same thing over and over again, you know, this is where fans implore, please make an adjustment. But sometimes you aren't capable of making much of an adjustment because you don't have the personnel to change what you do. We get stuck in that position. There are times I'd like us to play more zone, but we don't do it well. So, I, you the, know, you got to kind of stay in man. The good part, if you're looking for reasons to get excited, is attrition. They've lost a lot of guys. Yeah, they have. And, but that's lost where their, I'm wondering how healthy we are because we may be without some guys this weekend. One and knock their, on wood, that that's not true, but we'll see. One of their better guards, the nose guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've lost skill position players. I mean, you know, not any of their big guys. But if you're just talking about you're trying to, to find something – to hang your hat on, it's we're more mature than we were, and they have suffered quite a bit of injuries, and on the road they don't play at the same level. So those three things together may be enough, but I don't, I don't know, man. You've really got to come and prove it early on Saturday. If you do, you're in it late. Right. If I, you do, you're in it late. You've yeah. got to test your chin in that first quarter, and let's see. I think like the whole make a statement early thing is largely overblown. Like, see the North Carolina game. We get down ten to nothing, then we go to thirty-five to seven run. In this case, because they won't come out of what they do if you can't stop it, you've got to make them go to Plan B early. And just I don't know. And they run that silly three-three-five. That's all the rage these days. That could cause problems for the read option game. Could Jeff Cameron Show ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.